Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Melvin anything. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to AMA. I am Mike and I am with Melvin once again. Hello, Melvin. Hello, Mike. It's great to see you again. <laughs> this thank is our music. This is our musical episode. We're going to sing all the answers. That's it. And I thank you for helping make the world a better place. Hey, man, we're trying. We're trying. I know you are as well. Uh, so, what do we got today, Melvin? So, Nate, our leadership, and then the question is, nature or nurture? Mm, it has to be one or the other. Well, no, and that's where I was going to go. You know, okay. what, you know. So people throw that out. Leadership, boom, and you know, to to start off, Mike, there there's a difference between management and leadership. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a difference between a boss and somebody in leadership. Yes, very much so. Very so, much so. Uh, we have worked for those people. Yeah, we've both worked for for. We've worked uh, for both, both kinds. Yeah, the po pointy-haired boss, you know, Dilbert. Sure. <laughs> that, sure. That, that guy. His tiles always flipping up. Yep, and I, I always bring up that you know I grew up in the Marine Corps, and so Mike, I had a guy that was really good artist. Yeah. And the dude would draw camis on Dilbert on the Dilbert comics, and and. Uh, you know, this went on and, and, and it's, you know, I'm not busting on the Marine Corps, you know, sure. Dilbert, Dilbert, uh, Scott Adams, you know, did, made a living doing that because that, that crap is universal. It, it really is. Uh, I can see, I can see that absolutely working in both the business world and the military. Yeah. Truth is truth. And so, uh, nature, nurture. So nature, like, uh, you know, did did uh, General Patton pop out ready to, to run a tank column or yeah. did he, uh, you know, get get nurtured up in that? Right. Um, and, and he's not here to ask. You know, I, I was going to do some research and see what his uh, lineage was. You know, does you know, do you have folks that were in the military and all that? But you know, I don't need to. I, I think it's like you said, both. Yeah. Um, maybe we maybe we could have a seance. You think? Right. And we could ask him. OK. <laughs> so sure get the right guy. That's true. No, no, this is Jeff Patton. We got the wrong one. Um, <laughs> so um nature versus nurture is a very um that's it, it's very interesting to me um you know 
both of us having been in education, we've seen it uh, in our students. We've seen it in people we work for. We've seen it in people who are supposed to be leaders. Um, True. True. Some of them are, um, I guess, lack of a better word, book smart, but not street smart or, or however you want to refer to that, uh, that they don't, you know, they, they know all the rules, but they don't know how to get along with people um, or vice versa. You know, uh, I've had bosses that were my my friend, but not very good bosses, you know. So I, I think that comes down to leadership style, but it also includes your nature versus nurture because uh, it, it, everything has to do with the way you grew up and the people you hang around and just your general environment. Yeah. And what do you think about this, Mike? You got somebody that flashes and you think it's good, but then you realize that they they didn't read the book. They only read the table of contents, and so yeah, one trick were, pony, one trick pony. Say, oh, that's a good one, one trick pony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they. Uh, I, I have certainly worked for those folks that uh, you you went into it thinking, boy, this person really knows their stuff, and then a month later, you're like, dear God, where did that person go? You know, because they just they shrink whenever whenever something new comes up. Right. Do you ever have this happen, Mike? When and and I think about when I was younger. I, I would see someone in leadership and I would, I would pay attention. And in my mind, I'd go, I, by God, I, I want to watch what they're doing so I can make sure I never, ever, ever do that when I get in a position where I'm you know, in charge. Yeah. It goes both ways, right? Um, a good leader, you, you want to emulate them. You want to watch them and, and kind of follow them and, and do the things that they do that are effective but also the bad ones. You want to make sure that you don't do the things that they do. Um, it, it's, I don't know, it's choices, I guess. I, I, I don't know what it really comes down to. I, I think some people are, are ready to do those things and some people aren't, you know, and and I think it comes down to, to who put them in the leadership position, you know, whether they knew right. what they were doing or not. Yeah, and I, I should be up more than I am on this, but I, I think about an old, friend that I read about pretty often. I have several books on the shelf right here about Abraham Lincoln, you know, mm-hmm. old Abe. Yep. And, uh, you know, one of the books, the title is A Team of Rivals. Yeah. And, you know, the, the precept on that is that he crossed party lines and he, mm-hmm. he brought in folks that they knew what to do. And so he brought them in and he was able to get the best out of, out of that even though uh, people maybe talk disparagingly to him or about him or you know all of these different things and sure and uh, I, you know he, he did some good things you know I'm a I'm a big sports fan and and you see that a lot in coaching um, okay. the the successful coaches usually surround themselves with people who know what they're doing um, a, a successful coach leader whatever you want to call them they don't have to know all of it they just have to know the people to put in the place that do, that do know those things. Right. Um, and and bad leadership generally is surrounded by bad managers. Yeah, that that's a great uh, insight. And, and I think you you brought this up recently that uh, you know if you're the smartest person in the world in the room, you're the, you're in the wrong room. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, the room is the room's not big enough. Yeah, um, yeah. I I don't ever consider myself to be the smartest person in the room, and if I if I do think that way, I'm going home. Yeah, I won't be far behind you. 
<laughs> yeah, we were. You know, I've worked for those guys too that that thought they were just hot stuff. You know, um, they walk into a room and they're loud and they're boisterous, and that's supposed to take the place of of leadership. You know that it and it and it really comes down to them trying to convince you that they're a good leader all the time, and that that's painful. You know, yeah. That's super painful, and and I can't imagine it's it's good for them either. You know, maybe they're so delusional. I don't know that that uh, that they think they are a good leader by just being boisterous and and loud and you know forceful. But that's that's not always good leadership. I think a good leader knows their people mm-hmm. and plays to their strengths. Yep, that's a great insight. Again, look at how smart you are today. It's just today, you know, I get one day a month. Well, you know, leadership is, is such a key thing. Uh, um, you know, I got in trouble quoting Peter Drucker. You know, one, one of the things that he famously said was, uh, there's only three things that happen naturally in an organization, friction, confusion, and underperformance. Everything else requires leadership. That's right. And, and so... You know, if you, the way I look at it, you know, take that apart, what he said. If you've got friction, if you've got confusion, and you've got underperformance, then by principle, what's missing? Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, shame on us. Let's get that leadership in there. And, and I don't want this, you know, the whole time we're talking today, you know, we, we keep bringing up, I've seen this crap, I've seen that crap. And, yeah. You know, I've, I've, uh, I think about uh, senior drill instructor, Staff Sergeant Thunder. So, you know how many years ago wow, that was? real? His last name was Thunder? Thunder, yeah. Oh, what a guy. And this guy was, was you know, bad, you know, a badass. He was a badass. And he, and he didn't have to tell you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that I could tell you things that, that he did that, uh, you know, really drove it home to us that, you know, that we were the, the, the maggots, you know, we weren't Marines, we were recruits. Right. He, you know, you, you reminded me that, you know, he took care of us. There were, were times where we would take foot lockers, you know, foot lockers, the green boxes, and, mm-hmm. and we would build a throne. So he would be like four feet in the air and you know, foot lo- on the foot lockers, you know, and the steps would go down yeah. and, yeah. and the armrest were foot lockers. So he sat there in <laughs> command and, and, uh, would would talk to us and uh and i know that other other drill senior drill instructors in the series there's four four platoons in a series going through the training together and and he would take the time and talk with us where other ones would would be just not not beaten physically but beating thrashing and and uh, I, I don't know if my little story is, trying, is making sense. No, I get it. I get it. I, I, know I saw him taking care of our hearts, and we didn't even know it. Yeah. And, and I know it made a difference in my life, and I believe it did in the other 80 ball-headed guys. That well, that's, that's that nurturing part, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. you can nurture and not tell somebody you're nurturing them. Right. You know, you don't have to tell people what you're doing all the time. Right, right. You know, lead, lead by example is, is, is a huge part of it. Um, you know, one of the, the, the best manager that I ever worked for, I will never forget what he told me one time. And this was, I was young and stupid and 
you know, full of whatever. Um, but he, he had me in his office one time and I, I guess we were going to, I was running a store of his or something, something that he was like general manager of. Sure. And the one thing he told me is he goes, uh, he was asking me like what I wanted to do. You know, I guess it was an evaluation or something. It's funny because I, I forget what the setting was. I only remember what he told me, you know. Okay. Uh, and he said, um, you never want to work for somebody who doesn't want you to get better. Like, wow. and, and what he meant by that is, is if I want to go interview for a better job, great, because that's the point, you know. To, to take people and make them better, um, make them more confident, make them ready to move on if they have to. I mean, sure, you want to build a team and have them forever, but yeah. that's not realistic. Plus, do you want people that are okay with where they're at all the time? You know, you want people that have drive. You want people that that want to move up. You want people that want better for themselves and their family. So well, it's awesome they, that you said that, and then it's it, even bigger that you remembered it super simple thing to say to somebody, but it, it stuck with me, you know? And, and now whenever I have an editor or somebody who's like, yeah, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm, I, I, I try to encourage them as much as possible within reason, you know, some of it, uh, is, um, out of the question, (laughs) but, but, um, for the most part, you know, if they want to go start a new show or if they want to, um, you know, try to figure out how to get better at, at, at shooting stuff or recording things or whatever. And if it's not here, it's not here. You know, it, it, as long as they're getting better, I don't, I, it doesn't matter to me. You know, yeah. I, I, I love, I love having people that, that know what they're doing, but um, you can't always afford those people either. So sometimes you have to nurture, uh, you, you nurture the nature right out of them, you know, <laughs> sometimes. So it's all in training. It's all in the way that you treat people. That's really all it comes down to is the way you treat people. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I don't remember who, who said this. I'd have to look it back up, but they, they said that nothing happens without leadership Mm. and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a big thing. That's very true. Very true. Well, uh, now that we've solved leadership, uh, what, uh, what are you reading this week? I am excited. I got um, this book, The Song of Significance, yeah. was released on Tuesday. Oh. It's the latest book by Seth Godin. Uh-huh. And uh, I'll share it with you. I, I mean, I'm, I'm barely into a few pages in it because I just got it. Uh, but it, it's talking about work. You know, it's, yeah. It's, and uh, The Song of Significance, you're going to be hearing more about it. Uh, real, real pleased to have it. Yeah, that's cool. We um, we should be a uh, Seth Godin outlet at this point. Like, uh, we should we should get a dime every time he sells a book, right? Um, but I, he he is uh, he's a very uh, concise thinker. You know what I mean? Like like he can boil things down to to a fine point, and that's sure. that's uh, what makes him so appealing. Plus, he does some cool stuff. So yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, last last thought from melvin what do you got so did you see the little cartoon i sent to the far side oh i don't think so oh dang so nature abhors a vacuum sure 
I think I've seen that. I think I've seen that before. It's like right. animals afraid of a vacuum cleaner, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> sure. So, so if you don't take care of your yard, what happens? Yeah, it gets out of control. It's out of control. And all sure. That. So, so uh, you know, with with that nature of horrors a vacuum, that yeah. principle, I think about Mike. If there's leadership, there's a vacuum. If there's no communication, there's a vacuum. If there's yeah. You know, so many areas there could be a vacuum. So uh, yeah. it's the last thought. I don't want to keep belaboring it. No, I got you. I got you. I think that uh, um, those missing pieces are what creates vacuums, right? And and nothing nothing can happen in a vacuum except you know you you being able to hear yourself, and that's not uh, not great. <laughs> objective objective criticism objective leadership those are things i think we're always chasing you know uh if you can't take criticism then you're probably in the wrong business uh whatever that business is right um you know nobody is perfect nobody does anything perfect uh some people do things better than others but you got to find those people's strengths you know and and pull them out of that vacuum yeah reach in there and pull them out that's that's just like a big old hairball all right, man. Well, hey, it's always great doing this with you. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for uh, not yelling at me when I finally got on here. So uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate you, Mike. Let's make the world better together. Let's go do it. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.